your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Avalanche fans, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli, with a very special episode. Uh, long time coming for this one. I think everybody's been waiting for this for quite some time. It is finally a Locked On Avalanche, Locked On Red Wings crossover event. And joining me for the duration of the show today, Nolan Bianchi slash Bianchi and Ethan Smith. Crossed it. <laughs> I just covered hey, all my bases there. Don't worry about it. Nice. Uh, yeah, upset the Italians and the non-Italians. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, guys, how's it going? You know, uh, is it going at all? I mean, it's not really going at all for well, us. It, it hasn't been going in the last 10 months or so. We're, we're pretty, uh, pretty bored, pretty anxious. But at the end of the day, the thing is, we have another bottom five, bottom seven season ahead of us. <laughs> I I don't so, really know how it's going. Like, do we want hockey? Do we not want hockey? I'm not sure at this point. Yeah, we were already <laughs> thinking about starting to do like draft rankings for next year. Oh my god, you're already you're already there. We yeah, I mean, we're we're our, the team is in that level of. So I mean, everything coming out of uh, you know the the world of the NHL is like, well, maybe the season won't happen. So you guys are like, cool. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. pretty much. I'm like, yeah. You know, what's, what's the worst thing that could happen? No, I'd actually, I'd give anything to uh, just to be able to watch a eight to one loss to the Islanders and talk about it for 25 minutes to be quite like right. genuinely. I mean that it's, it's just like, well, yeah. um, to ponder like <laughs> the NHL's return. And when we haven't watched a Red Wings game in nine months is, pretty frustrating well so. i was talking about that with adam uh on the the national show like if we get started in you know it's not looking like january one but say we get started sometime in, in february maybe early february late january teams like detroit red wings will almost have gone a calendar year without playing a hockey game close Ooh, to it anyway yeah. that's crazy it is extremely crazy i don't know how they're gonna do it like just to I, like I know they haven't been skating together. I just saw they just skated at LCA for the first time, like uh, last week or this week or something like that. Like is that what been, you guys call it? Been, like, you guys call you know. the Little Caesars Arena because you don't want to say Little Caesars Arena, so you say LCA. I yeah, love it. Basically, I love it. I love it. Joe the pizza box. Or the Joe. The pizza box. The pizza box. I love it. The warmer. The pizza warmer. <laughs> Yeah, dude, you gotta come. You gotta come by sometime. I would love to. Right? I'm, I am pandemic. My uh, college team that I follow is the University of Michigan. I I am a Wolverine. Oh no way! But yeah, yeah. All right. There so, we go. I love that. I would. I, I, I was at. Uh, I've been in a lot of a lot of good ones as a as a kid. I was at Michigan Appalachian State. I was gonna say it had to be as a kid because they haven't been doing much the past couple of years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was facetious. That was really the beginning of the end for Michigan football. Um, and then what other game was I at? I was at the Michigan-Michigan State 17-point comeback game, the Braylon Edwards oh, nice. game. Nice. So I'm a Michigan well, fan. I, ironic, uh, you know, 
we will be discussing, you know, the rivalry and yes. really, which, you know, could be maybe the last true rivalry across sports. And it just, I wasn't anticipating bringing up Michigan, but even like Michigan, Ohio state, it's not really a rivalry anymore because it's been one-sided for mm-hmm. so long. And I think that's what made the avalanche red wings rivalry so good was because it was even across the board. It was, you never knew who was going to really win a game. So uh, we'll get into that stuff later, but uh, you may be kind of like poo-pooing your season coming up this year, but according to, uh, what is it? Was it NBC Sports that Uh, came came out? Was it Yahoo? Yep. Yahoo. You're right. Yahoo. Maybe, maybe. Oh, wait, no, it was NBC Sports and then Yahoo Sports. They're not a real uh, publication anymore. They just copy and paste. So they just stole it. Okay. Yeah. Plagiarism at its finest. Yeah. they came out with a ranking of the GMs and right at the top, Joe Sackick, number one, Steve Eisman, number two. So this is kind of, you know, uh, looking at kind of where both of these franchises are right now, you know, the avalanche are a here and now team ready to win right now. And, you know, the Red Wings are a future a team of the future. So while it's maybe doom and gloom for the short term, it's looking pretty good for you guys in the long term. What do you, what is the reasonable amount of time where you guys will be like, all right, we're going to be viable again. Is it two years or is it a little bit past that? Or is it just the great unknown because with this flat cap error and we have no idea how long that's going to go for and owners are proving that they are words that I don't think I can use on the lock on network. Uh, what are you guys feeling? <laughs> wait really i didn't know that um, i don't know i don't know so yeah where, where do you guys stand with where, where the uh red wings sit currently i mean we're optimistic obviously uh there are like quite a quite a few things to look forward to lots of good prospects uh coming up i think that they the sweden released their preliminary roster today and they had seven red wings on it uh for mm. world Junior championship so that was something that's nice to see it's just a waiting game it's weird it's it's weird being in this position as a Red Wings fan. Right. Uh, growing up in Detroit, you're used to it with the Tigers and Lions and Pistons. Like Pistons haven't won a playoff game in 11 years. Really? Uh, Lions so are it, Lions. It, and yeah, the Lions are the Lions. Tigers <laughs> just had a bottom three pick for fourth out of five, four out of five years. I'm pretty sure. So it's just pretty bleak across the board here, which which is a good thing because we don't ever actually like get excited about anything. Um, <laughs> But there are we do get excited about our draft picks, you know. We do have a lot of draft picks in the future, which is another good thing for a rebuilding team. Okay, more swings uh, at the lottery here. Um, still, you know, we gotta have a chance to have another top five pick. And quite frankly, with how fast these guys are developing in this league, just really being able to walk onto the scene and really put up points, you gotta think us being optimistic, eternal optimist here, it's probably gonna be another two or three years, and that'll be good. I I think they can be a I think they can be right. Depends what you define good as. Yeah. Last year's Colorado Avalanche in two years. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's your timeline? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because if you think like, yeah. Yeah. What am I? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, because like this is the first year Colorado was a contender, I would say. Right. Yes. Contender. So I think we are about three years behind you guys. Okay. 
in the in the timeline and everything is going well under Ken Holland didn't feel like that yeah was yeah. nervous what really thought he, <laughs> he said something about a 10 to 15 year rebuild and that was just it just became a meme in Detroit and we're like oh okay we're just we're just doing this all right send us to our death Ken hey, he literally said that yeah yeah because fans were like hey uh these last four years have not been enjoyable we barely scraped into the playoffs can you just do what needs to be done and he's like everybody keeps asking for that but rebuilds can take 10 to 15 years oh no i don't think you want to <laughs> it was it was something along those lines yeah. wow so uh that probably is, moved yeah. out two years later the, yeah <laughs> that's the maybe the worst thing you could tell a a fan base uh hang yes. tight for 10 yeah. to 15 years <laughs> wow yeah yeah uh, it, or, or and it wasn't even that it was like it, it wasn't it was that was his reason for not going into the rebuild so like yeah he was yeah. setting it okay. up he was like hey this is coming it's not here yet you're still gonna suck but not be that bad yet and then okay it was also yeah it was also his reasoning for giving darren helm four years and giving justin Ablocator 4.25 for yeah. seven so he wow. had to be like, well, you know, trying to keep it together here because it'll take 15 years if you want me to get rid of these guys, wow. I guess. Well, what is – because and this is another thing I was talking with Adam on uh, on, on the um, the national show was this was during the free agency period and what the Red Wings were doing. Kind of a lot of teams were doing what they're doing, like signing short contracts, which makes yeah. sense. But it seems like that was the the definite plan for the Red Wings. I maybe and he tried to explain it to me what's the idea behind what the Red Wings are doing in signing contracts because outside of I think it's uh is it Larkin they don't have a contract over like two years so what's the what's the thinking behind it because aren't you just going to be in the same situation you were in this offseason in another Uh, So they signed uh, Mantha for four years a couple weeks ago. So they got okay. him and Larkin now locked up through 2023, 2024, that's something it. like that. Uh, but that is it. Um, <laughs> that's and then I think what they're doing is they're just like kind of waiting for their guys to to be ready. Like if you just look at the roster that they had and the, the roster that was NHL ready, I mean, it's the, the guys who are, you know, can figure into your future are Dill Larkin, Anthony Mantha, Robbie Fabry, Philip Zadina, uh, Bertuzzi. Top, yeah, Tyler Bertuzzi. Um, my brain is farting right now. Heronic. But like, yeah, Heronic. They had like one good D for the future. The mm-hmm. other guy who, the other guys who were kind of coming in, rotating in and out. Dennis Chalowski being one of them, former first round pick. He was not very good. So it's kind of just this waiting game of, all right, let's just fill the gaps until our better prospects get here. Mm-hmm. You can use them as trade bait at the deadline, and uh, you also have the the benefactor of not getting beat eight to one and losing thirteen games in a row. Right, and like I mean, Eisman was even coming out and telling these guys that were signing with us this off season, specifically Bobby Ryan, that hey, if you have a good year, you you know I'll throw your name out at the trade deadline, see if I can get you to a contender. I mean, that's just blatantly what Eisman is doing. What he's just trying to do is not have us go that? through a ten. Yeah, hell yeah, he did. Oh. Um, all right. Yeah, <laughs> I promise. Um, you wouldn't I, lie to you. I heard it on a podcast. Um, <laughs> um, so basically what Steve is trying to do is to not do what Ken Holland was. I like how yeah, we're coming right. on to the locked on avalanche podcast and yeah. we're just, yeah, our team stinks. It's just, I don't 
so unlike the past of these two teams. Just we're just burying this poor team. Well, and you know, if we did this show twenty years ago, uh, I think we would have opposing, uh, you know, <laughs> listening audiences who would probably hate us just by the sound of our voice, not even know us. Oh yeah, because this, you know, that was in the throes of this entire thing. But you know, time has passed. Cooler heads have prevailed, and. Us Avalanche fans love the fact that the Red Wings are still struggling all these years later. No, of uh, <laughs> I, you know what? I, I'm an Avalanche fan. I will. I'm not an Avalanche fan. I like the Avalanche. Yeah. I, uh, they're a Western Conference team that I like a lot. I've always been a Nathan McKinnon fan. I got his jersey his rookie year. I was in high school. Don't judge me. No, but, not at all. Uh, yeah, I'm a big fan. I, I, I will like. like it was always, uh, and again, this is we'll do, get this later. But I, me, I'm the type of guy where it's like the league is always better when the Red Wings are important, and yeah. you know what I mean. And when when they're fighting for playoffs and fight, fighting for cups, of course, the league is always better because you get more viewers. Original six team, that's what you want. It's yeah. what you want. So um, go Close. with go, go with go. All right, we're gonna we go. We are go. talking today <laughs> about. Built go, folks. I'm telling you right now. Chris, well, actually, Chris, I, I have yeah. a question for you. Sure. Actually, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna make this real. Sorry, I'm we're doing a lot of uh post-production here. I'm just gonna right into it. Actually, before we do that though, Chris, I, I, I do have a question for you, and that is what is your wall? Man, so uh my wall would be because because and I've said this before on my show, like my normal day-to-day job is uh, substance abuse counseling. So uh, when I get done with the day, uh, that literally is my wall. Uh, that it is a, it is a tough day. It's a challenge every single day. It must be crazy because I mean, you had to go all these years without any sort of uh, supplement or you know workout gel or anything like that I, to get you over that wall. I don't take those things. I don't like them. Well, I mean, you do now, right? With Bill Go, because absolutely, whether it's a mental wall or whether it's a physical wall, kind of sounds like it might be a little bit of both, Chris, but you can break through it every day with Go. It's easy to take. One and a half ounce packages, folks. You can put it in your briefcase for the most focused presentation ever. You can uh, put it in your desk drawer uh, for when you need that, you know, late night study binge, get going. It's the best. It's not just for workouts. I, I said workout gel. It's not just for workouts, but it does have some collagen protein. Who doesn't love a little bit of collagen protein? A little bit of caffeine, a little bit of beta alanine, B3, honey. I mean, you got to love that. Uh, Bilko then kicks me to keep me going strong with some B6, B12. The collagen protein, I should add, promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. Those are things you want to keep intact, folks. This stuff literally makes you look better. It's like drinking a five-hour energy without the same crash feeling. Plus, it is natural, so it is better for the body. When you go to BuiltGo.com right now and use promo code LOCKED, you'll get 20% off of your next order. That is promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Say it with me, fellas. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> but you have to be – I mean, so we got to we gotta shed some light on, on your team yeah. because – uh, not only was Joe Sackick ranked the number one GM, and I think this, I don't, I don't know if we were going to get into this now, we're getting into it a little bit later, but you guys, the athletic put out an article last week, have the number one ranked outlook for the 2023, 2024 season. Yeah. They were tied with, uh, Toronto, I believe for that in that ranking. Um, and they are, they're, they're set up for a long sustainable run. And I think that's all, uh, what, 
that's what Joe Sackick wanted to do. I think he looked at like the model that Pittsburgh was doing and Pittsburgh's like, we will, we just want to get guys that, you know, want to come here that don't want to break the bank um, and want to win. And we can find enough of those guys around the league that will like fit into that slot. And that's what he's doing. And he he's found a, a incredible group of guys that genuinely get a, get along um, are in it to, to win it. And yeah, they'll make, they'll make money along the way. And Nathan McKinnon went as far as to say, uh, cause he's on a hell of a deal right now, uh, mm. that, what they're paying him. And he's got that for another few years, but he, he said, you know, I, I would do this again. I don't think they would do that. I, I think that. Joe Sackick will say, uh, no, you're a superstar, you know, here's, you know, 10 million, 11 million, whatever it is. But I, I fully believe Nathan McKinnon would, would go another round with making in between six and seven, knowing that that frees up some money to bring in whatever they need for that point in time. So, yeah. What I really love about that is that, and I've said this to Ethan on our show before, Nathan McKinnon is going to be the face of the league in three years. And so you have, the, you have, a, you have a talent who's the face of the league possibly potential sounds like you might disagree with that uh <laughs> you have that type of guy with that skill and that star power and be willing to come out and say that that's that's gotta that says a lot yeah and, and i probably would have agreed with you at any point during the year uh if you had if said that to me but i had um ryan clark from the athletic on a couple weeks ago um and i asked him that same question i'm like why is nathan mckinnon just not why does it seem like he can't get over that hump of being lumped in with you know mcdavid and ovechkin and crosby outside of people in the know in the hockey world and he's like it's it's all uh where they sit on the map you know what i mean it's just it's not um it's not known as hockey town you know what i mean Uh, yeah the broncos still rule in colorado they probably always will uh, even if they don't want to play any quarterbacks, they probably still will always rule. And um, it's just the way it is. But, a heck of a game the other day. Oh, that was a... <laughs> Go listen to Cody Rourke and Locked on Broncos if you want to listen to all that stuff. But um, it, it it's just where he sits. I think he's fine with that. I think he is okay exactly where he is. He doesn't want – if he's the face of the league, I think he'll be okay with it. But he doesn't seek that out. And I don't know if you saw that TMZ video that came out of him. What, why TMZ is following Nathan McKinnon? I don't know, but <laughs> he was star. <laughs> he was getting out of a, a car, walking into a restaurant, and they were there, and they were like, they said something, and he was like, "I'm not famous enough to be on TMZ," and I think that's the mentality he has. He's, yeah, that's awesome. I'm going to work, and he he's so Sidney Crosby. It hurts. Well, they're tight, the two of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it doesn't surprise me. So. um yeah, man, I, I think how great would it be? You know, Sackick number one on this list, Eisman number two on this list. And now that they are in separate conferences, how fantastic would this be? You know where I'm going with this. Yes. If in your, you know, two, three years away, they meet up for the big shebang. Come on now. I, I agree. Oh, and And all you need, you need like one, like – because it's what two games a year you just need one dirty hit in one of those two games just set everything off you know just just set the stage yep oh Uh, 
I'm dreaming. That's all we're yeah. doing right now. The, the, you know, what's funny. This is probably the first time you've thought about that in a long time, but us, that's, that's, we're just like, all we do is daydream. There's no here and now. It's been all daydreaming like, for two years now. Yo, two years. Um, so. what do we, I mean, should, do we got to get an ad in here? I think we forgot to do the ad. You want to want to throw an ad in here? All right. Um, why don't we get another ad in here and then we can uh, discuss the rivalry. Hell yeah. Yeah. All right. But do you mind if I do you mind if I grab a snack real quick? I'm pretty yeah, hungry, Chris. I got a good snack for you. I might what? have to mail it to you. What is it? <laughs> or unless Mr. Locke himself has some freebies coming our way from the good old people at Built Bar. Oh, Chris, Mr. Locke doesn't have to send me any of those for free. I already have some at home. It's even more deliciouser than it was when I bought it, uh, you know, six to 12 months ago. They got 18 amazing flavors and six of them are new. Let me tell you about some of them. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia. You salivating yet? Almost. Lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. Did that do the trick? Pavlov's dog, man. The apple almond crisp always gets me. And that's on top of the 12 original flavors. They got like nine with nuts, nine without nuts. You like nuts. You don't like nuts. They got every something for everybody. But here's the thing. And, and it's the important thing to remember. All of these bars, no matter which ones you buy, whether it be the coconut almond, the raspberry, the German chocolate, get the German chocolate, get a little most cider in your life. Uh, it's going to be delicious. It's going to be covered in 100% chocolate and it's going to be soft and easy to chew. And that is our guarantee to you folks sitting at home today, salivating over this ad read and... Now you're probably thinking, ah, you know what? That sounds great, but I just can't spare, you know, set 600 calories, 700 calories. I get it. Trust me. I do. I'm a calorie counter. You might not be able to tell by looking at me. I don't have a limit or anything, but I do count them. And these built bars, they are the lowest amount of calories that you can find in any protein bar. Plus it's not all chalky. I mean, you get 19 grams of protein and only 130 calories. Chris, where on earth? Are you going to get that kind of nutritional value? I think you'd have to go to another planet, to be totally honest with you. I don't think you can do it on Earth. Don't go to another planet, folks. That's expensive. <laughs> uh, your, your car will probably break down somewhere along the way. You'll have to call up rockauto.com. Uh, but <laughs> luckily, all you got to do is go to billbar.com. Com. It's a website. Uh, you can punch in some numbers, punch in your name. The, your credit card's probably already preloaded right in there. And let's be honest, you love Built Bar. You probably ordered from there before. So why don't you go ahead and restock? It's going to be a long winter. You're not going to be wanting to head out uh, to the store. You're not going to be wanting to stop. At a, if you're a gas station protein person, just think about what it's going to be like in about, I mean, we're in December now. Just think what it's going to be like in any given day when you decide that you need to grab something on your way to work and just envision you getting out of your car to walk into the gas station. That sounds miserable. Save yourself the trouble. Go to builtbar.com right now. Use our promo code locked on, get 20% off. Use the promo code locked on again, get the 20% off again. And all this of course is at builtbar.com. Let's go to, uh, are we going to keep on the Joe Sackick and Eiserman kick with, uh, you know, their, their playing days and how, it has uh, kind of mirrored each other and mirrored each other in, in every aspect. And I'm just impressed that because so many athletes want to want to do this. So many athletes want to finish their career and then get into, you know, keep it going somehow, whether it's coaching or GMing or owning. Um, 
And I think most of the success probably would come on the coaching side. Uh, GM is maybe second and then owning usually is just like a disaster. Um, they either want to do that or go into like the restaurant business. And then that fails miserably too. Yeah. But, um, for these two guys, I, when, when Joe Sackick got hired, uh, I honestly thought it was just not, it was just for like the fan base to get behind the greatest avalanche player of all time. Yeah. And have him be like a figurehead more than anything. Mm-hmm. And and there there would be somebody behind him really pulling the strings. Uh, but it would be Joe Zakic presenting it and it would make him look. But it hasn't been the case. Like he generally knows what the hell he's doing. And he's savvy too. He's like, they, they're, all, they're so similar too in the way that they're so shrewd. That Devin Tay's deal. I mean, the, the Saad deal or. The Duchesne deal. <laughs> well, yeah, that too. I just meant like the trades this offseason. Yeah, well, I mean, and that's that's really where uh, with the Duchesne deal where, where people were like, wow, Joe Sackick. Uh, yeah, man, good, good, good on you. And he told and, and, and uh, Matt Duchesne kind of when he made the decision, he didn't want to play for them anymore, which I can understand. They, they were struggling. Um, he told him at that time, like, all right, that's fine. I'll grant that for you, but you just need to be patient. Mm-hmm. And it took like like a year yeah, for him to, because he was like, no, this is what I want. This is my asking price. I am not budging from that. And he absolutely did not. Mm -hmm. And he had people bite and they are, they're, they're still benefiting from that. It's crazy. It really is. And it's crazy. What, what just a smart, sensible GM can, can do. Well, when, when, when you, when you, what's that? Just, just patience like that. Yeah. Well, it's patience and and it's uh, knowing what's going on in the league, like with with, you know, the flat cap right now. He knew there were going to be teams under the radar and under the gun to get rid of guys they didn't want to get rid of. Mm -hmm. Hello, Devon Taves. And he called him up, says, I know you can't keep him. Yeah. So I got something for you if you want. And the Islanders bid on it. And it's just I don't know if other players or other teams were doing that. Um, if they were, that also goes to show you what the avalanche have in their bank that they can get, that they can give up to get someone like Taves. So it's, it's just, uh, it's been really, really impressive. And that's the scary thing with the abs is uh, yeah, they're good right now for a good long run. And um, the guys that they have that haven't really even sniffed the NHL right now, are just waiting to take over for some guys, whoever they may be and continue uh, the success that they're having. It's, it's incredible to see, you know, really seeing going back to going to the Red Wings on this, mm-hmm. when we had Ken Holland, there's no rhyme or reason to some of his moves, it seems. But when you have that solidarity in your, in your GM, here's like, this is, we know when we're with Eisman. We know where he's going with this. We can see what he's doing. So it's just like having that sense of security is phenomenal. Then when you're going and going to Sackick, just being able to know that I'm going to make these moves, he's got an eye out for it. It just makes fan bases feel so much better. I didn't, I didn't really recognize it at the time when we had Holland, (laughs) but when you have somebody behind the desk like that, 
it could just change the way an entire fan base feels like I haven't felt like optimism for the Red Wings in three, four years, five years, probably 10 or 15 years, man. Yeah. 10 or 15 years. <laughs> still in um, Detroit. I still feel it. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, but for Detroit, I, is, is it a little bit different because, um, you know, when, when Eisenman kind of came in and he's been there for how long now? Uh, year and a half, uh, April 19th, 2000. Okay. So, uh, you know, w- when Sackick took over that, this was his the number, first... the numbers line up, by the way, it's the 1919. That's the only reason I know that. Oh, gotcha. I'm not, I'm not... Um, I was wondering, I was genuinely wondering. <laughs> <laughs> so like for, for Sackick, when he got the, the gig with Colorado, that was his first time doing it. So yeah, people are going to be skeptical. Um, but, was he an assistant or anything with you guys, or did he just hop in? The, wow, think, that's I, I don't. Yeah, I don't remember him being anything other than that. Yeah, um, but for like Detroit, you know, it. You, did you have a really good feeling because not only are you getting, you know, oh my God, a, a classic Detroit player, he was back, savior. He was a savior. Yeah, d- but, but he proved that he could broke, do it in Tampa and, Bay too. Yeah, exactly, was, exactly. Because it was come home, Stevie. It was come home, Stevie. Right. Please, please. When are you coming back to save us? For years, it was that feeling. I mean, they go to the cup in what 2015. They go to uh, they they make a run to the conference final in 2011. His second year there, and so like just and this entire time, the Red Wings are just on this like it could not be less steep of a decline. And you're just like, holy shit. Can we, sorry, locked on. Uh, <laughs> uh, you're just like, can we just get on with it? it? It's not, we're done. I understand you want to win another cup with Pav. I understand you want another run and it with Z. I get that. Mm-hmm. It's done. It's over. Let's get on with it. And you see Steve Eisenman and the moves he makes, the, the shrewdness that he portrays. Uh, and, and you're just like, I want that, you know? It, it's like the on top of the White draft Castle, picks or Harold and Kumar go to White Castle <laughs> and they pull up and they're like, I want that. That's that was how it was. Yeah, on top of finding these draft picks like Kutrov and Point that come out of seemingly nowhere, it's like, yeah, he got him in the third round, got him in the fifth round. It's like, all right, cool. Well, what the Red Wings used to have, mm-hmm. we have we had to watch Ken Holland say no to Steve, then him go build a team, and then he finally came back. Wow, and that's. I mean, you, you can you can say a lot about Sakic, Sakic and the things that you know he's done exceptionally well. The draft is one of them, yeah. um, and and you know he, you got McKinnon and Landeskog and Rantanen and Makar, and then guys that even haven't even come up yet, and like Bowen Byram and Alex Newhook, um, and the only one who hasn't really like lived up to it has been like Tyson Jost, but I think like because of all those other guys that I named, everybody's thinking, looking at Tyson Joseph's like, why aren't you doing that? And it's like, well, yeah. that's not easy. Like th- what those guys are doing is otherworldly. And, and it's, it, but Tyson Joseph's he would, every other team in the league would take Tyson Joseph to be on their th- second. Oh, or yeah. Third. I was, I was going to say like Tyson Joseph is like, still, I would love to have. Tyson Absolutely. But when you're going up against those other names, it's like, he's got no shot unless he's putting up 80, 90 points a year, which, so it's just unfair. So, but when you look at those, those, that those drafts that he's had, it's just like, good Lord, man. And they were, they had twice, they had the best odds to get the number one overall pick. And I think that rubbed off on you guys this last year, when you dropped down to four that happened to the avalanche twice, but they got Kale McCarr and Bowen Byram out of those deals. So, 
who, who went number four? I can't remember. Uh, Raymond. Yes, Raymond. So yeah, you get good, you know. You for sure, for sure. Fine. You know, I like the optimism. This yeah. Is- yeah, we tried not to be bitter about it. I mean, it was like it it was funny because it was like it was I had a contradictory feeling towards it where I was like, if you're gonna have first in any year, this is a draft. Mm-hmm. And then after I was like, Well, if you're gonna fall, you know, in any year, like this is the draft. So, you know, yeah, it's a really deep draft, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thank God, <laughs> thank God that happened this year, you know, set us up for that good karma next year. You know? <laughs> yeah, so um but I, yeah, for I mean, for years it was, and that's another thing too, is like Ken Holland's drafting towards the end was not good. Like the Michael Rasmussen pick, not good. The Dennis Chalowski pick, not good. The Evgeny Sveshnikov pick, not good. I, where was Thomas Yurko in that mix? I don't know. A lot of first round picks, except for Dylan Larkin in like the mid uh, teens or whatever you want to call them. Uh, just, just not good. <laughs> So that that was another thing that was increasingly frustrating, as it was like our top draft picks just not just, panning out. Yeah, at you all. just they they had nothing in the pipeline, and it's like, how do you have nothing in the pipeline? You guys have sucked for four years, you know. <laughs> so, so and that's the other part. Like, they're uh, where, where is their AHL team now? Grand Rapids, Grand Rapids. Because uh, I I. I still live in New York right now and uh, grew oh, up. Really? Yeah. grew up around like the Albany area and grew up with the Adirondack Red Wings. I, I don't know ah. if you remember the Adirondack Red Wings, but they were up in Glens Falls, New York. <laughs> uh, saw lots of games up there. I don't know. That's what... pretty awesome. Yeah. I'm pretty, I... You probably saw McCarty. Uh, I was good. I know all those guys, they, they played like for the, that around neck red i wish i i wish i saved some stuff but yeah uh we went all the time and i don't know like what the the league was at that point in time i'm not sure i could probably look it up but um yeah that was that was kind of like my first doing you're doing it right now aren't you yeah i can tell you (laughs) (laughs) they played Uh, in glen falls new york there you go yeah uh at the glen falls civic center at the civic center sure they ooh, three-time division champion four-time calder division champion uh you, you gotta love a team that can win the the, the league more times than they win their division um, so that was was it still considered the ahl then i don't i, I don't guess know. so yeah i mean it would have to be right if it was the calder cup i'm sure they would have given the trophy and yeah that's what i'm thinking it's a different guy with the last name of calder in the ahl yeah. it's a different trophy <laughs> entirely <laughs> yeah yeah uh, it like this area it, it, they struggle to keep hockey because they they they've had the Adirondack Red Wings they've had the Adirondack Phantoms which were the AHL oh, team for them. the Flyers yep. um they've had the Albany River Rats which was uh for a period of time they were the, they were like a split team of split between it was like the the Hurricanes and the Avalanche and then they became the Albany Devils, and they've all failed. They just, you know, oh, no, whatever, yeah. whatever. So, dude, the uh, the names on this this list of notable do you have is bonkers. Who do you got? Because I probably saw so many of these guys. <laughs> this is crazy. I love this. Uh, so we got. I mean, like some of these aren't great, but Sean Burke, Tim Shovelday, Steve Chason, uh, Dallas Drake, former first rounder, the first round pick in the greatest draft of all time. Uh, and he's not ever included in in the when people talk about it, they just completely leave out that they took Dallas Drake in the first round because they got Fedorov, Lidstrom, and uh, Konstantinov in '89. <laughs> uh, let's see, Darren Elliott, um, Gerard Gallant, Adam Graves, hey. uh, Ken Holland, Thomas Holmstrom, Peter Klima, 
electric. Uh, Mike Knubel, Joey Koser, Slava Kozlov, Pavel Kubina. There's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Wow. Uh, Marty Lapointe. Dan we were McCarty. tight. We, we, yeah, we hung out all the time. You and Pavel Kubina? Yeah, I was, yeah, I was like four. <laughs> <laughs> uh very melrose I know there that. we go yes wow. melrose loves it up there yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i, I that, didn't know he, that that does not surprise me at all yeah he's a glen falls new york kind of guy through and through and i don't even know anything about glen falls uh new york but that that sounds like him the, the good old american upstate new york boy wow keith primo wow Both. um i'm getting to the nl west here ozzy osgood john agrodnick 50 goal scorer John Agrodnick. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Cool. So, Jim Rutherford. Oh, Jim Rutherford. All right, sorry. That's the last one. What wow. a wormhole. Yeah, yeah right. Not bad, though. That's awesome. Awesome. A, a great logo, too. The the typeface over the uh, the Red Wings. Yes. I'm trying to think. It's, I can the see boots. the logo. See the Red Wing boots? It's almost something like that. Oh, something yeah. like that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I love that. Go, All right, that's going to be it for today, everybody. And uh, definitely tune in on Monday when we get to Monday 2. Where the guys and I really dive into the best rivalry to ever watch. The Red Wings are